ഹമ്മദനബ്ദുറസൂലിയാസ്മിമാലിഖലമൻ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سلمان منا اهل البيت سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home In the last session we touched on the biography of Hazrat Imam Azam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi who is resting in Iraq alhamdulillah one thing i forgot to mention inshallah I can just mention it now the mu'arrifin the historians have said that when he passed away his salatul janaza was performed five times and in each namaz there were more than 50000 people five times salatul janaza was performed and in each time more than 50000 people were present not surprising at all in the hadith hadith of nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said that if 30 people are present to perform salatul janaza Insha'Allah Ta'ala Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will forgive the sins of that deceased person Subhanallah Allah give us the tawfiq We mentioned Alhamdulillah Briefly on the history of Iraq And some of the great Great saints Awliyaullah Who are resting there Adat Ma'aruf Karkhi Adat Junaid Baghdadi Sheikh Abdul Qadir Zilani Imam Abu Yusuf, Abu Hanifa, Rahmatullah Alayhi Many, many other great muhaddisin, fuqaha, scholars are resting there And not only awliyaullah They are also some very famous Famous companions Of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Also resting there About 50 kilometers away from Baghdad we have a city which is known as Madain once that was the capital for Kisra and in Madain we have a masjid which is known as Jamia Masjid and in that on the side of that Jamia Masjid we have three graves graves of great companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam one must remember that there is no comparison of that person who is a pious person a wali a close friend of Allah to a sahabi sahabi and a wali you cannot compare the two at all 
subhanallah sahabi their status is mentioned in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pardoned them from their sins and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the certificate of jannah in this world وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ Those who are the muhajireen and those who are the ansari companions وَالَّذِينَ تَبَعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ And those who follow the companions of Nabi Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم who follow the muhajireen and the ansari companions رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عن Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah Allah has given them jannah, the certificate of jannah in this dunya one great companion who is resting in Madain in Iraq. The three graves are close together. The first one is of Hazrat Salman al-Farsi radiallahu ta'ala. The second grave belongs to Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala. And the third grave belongs to Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu ta'ala. And from the three, two are very very famous Hazrat Salman al-Farsi and Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala it's very important that we have knowledge of these great people Sahabai Kiram Ajmain I don't know if some of the brothers know the age that was given to Hazrat Salman al-Farsi anybody here can tell me how old he was Hazrat Salman al-Farsi Perhaps one of the most uh, 500 years, but close, honey, inshallah, not too bad. <laughs> okay, one of the most intrig- intriguing part of Hazrat Salman al-Farsi's life is the age that was given to him. A great companion of Huzul alayhi salam, the, the muhaddisin have said that he lived for 350 years. Not 150 years, alhamdulillah, better than nothing. 350 years. Subhanallah. 350 years. And the muhaddisin say there is no doubt with surety that he lived for 250 years. Some of the, the scholars have said no, it's not 250, it's 350. Hazrat Abbas bin Yazid has said, Asha Salman that he stayed, he lived for 350 years Hazrat Salman al-Farsi an incredible Sahabi SubhanAllah and when we read his biography one just wonders when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give hidayah to someone he gives it to him and there is no one in the world that can take away that guidance away from him he was born a Majusi a Zoroastrian worshipping fire and the family were all Majusi but that religion did not come to his mind and later on he became a Christian Salman an astonished Christian he studied the Bible and he stayed in the company of the local priests that were there he knew the Bible really well. And one must remember that he was born well, well before Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he has seen everyone. In fact, some of the people have even said 
that he was also in the time of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Perhaps uh, we don't want to go into that, maybe 500 years, but uh, the Mu'arrikhin said 350 years. A long age, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he lived for a long time. He became a Christian, he went to this area of Amuriya, where there were a lot of Christians living there, and he found a priest. <coughs> a pious priest and stayed in his company and not all the Christians there Alhamdulillah uh, took Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam to be the son of God some were proper Christians who believed in Isa alayhi salatu wasalam who were the Mawahideen Unitarian Christians who believed that Isa alayhi salatu wasalam was not the son but the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Hazrat Salman al-Farsi was from them the priest that was looking after him, he was also a Muwahid. He, his Aqidah, his beliefs were that Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam was the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is how Hazrat Salman al-Farsi grew up to think of Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Later on when this priest was ill and was about to pass away from this world, he said to his teacher, maybe if you can guide me to someone where I can continue my study of the Bible. And the priest said to him at that time that I don't think there is anyone in the world now who can give you the right guidance of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Shirk has entered everyone. Shirk has entered the hearts of everyone. There is no one in this world where I can say you can go to that person, that person, that person, he's a pious man. He said, but I tell you one thing that reading the Bible and the Torah, it seems that the time has come that we are very close now and we are awaiting for the arrival of the final messenger, Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So my advice to you would be to go straight away when you hear of this Prophet to be born in the Arabian Peninsula. He gave him the description that he will be born in Arabia where there will be a lot of date trees and on top of that he said I'm giving you three signs of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam he said that if you were to offer sadaqah charity to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasalam he won't take it for himself because sadaqah is haram on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam if you give him hadiyah a gift Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam will accept that. And the third thing this priest said to Hazrat Salman al-Farsi is that you will notice that in between the shoulders he will have the seal of prophethood. His name will be written there, Muhammad Rasulullah. When you see this name, he is the, the Nabi, the prophet that the world has been waiting for. Hazrat Salman al-Farsi was always a great student, wanted to seek the truth. And when he heard of the caravans that came from Arabia, he said to the Arabs that were there that if you can take me to Arabia, and all of them in the caravan were all Arabs, except for Hazrat Salman al-Farsi. Salman al-Farsi was born in Iran. He was from Iran. Aslan he was from Iran. Later on he came. Hazrat Salman al-Farsi radiallahu ta'ala when he joined 
the Arabs that were there in the caravan, they forcefully made zulm on him and made him a slave. Because all of them got together and they said, no, you are a slave. And they sold him to this very rich Yahudi, <coughs> exactly what had happened to Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam and they found him in the well. They said that, oh, Mahada Bashara, they said that he, he is, uh, no, this is another ayati karima, and they said this is a beautiful child and we can sell him. And they sold Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu was salam. So it was great business at that time. If they could take advantage of anyone and make him a slave, they would do that. And because he was not an Arab, he was not well versed with the language, and all of them were Arabs, they forced him and they sold him to this wealthy man who was a Jew. But this is the, the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens the door for Hidayat for Hazrat Salman al-Farsi. Now this Yahudi was a resident in Madinatul Munawwara. He used to live in Madinatul Munawwara. He took him straight from them to the beautiful city of Madinatul Munawwara. And as the Salman al-Farsi came to Madinatul Munawwara, he looked at the city and he said, this is the exact description which my teacher gave me. And he said, well, I'd rather be a slave and stay here and wait and hope for Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam to come. And he was working for this Yahudi. And he said that one day he was on top of a tree and his master was underneath him and he was collecting all the dates. His cousin brother came and said to the cousin brother of the Yahudi said to him that we have heard that there is this man in Cuba. A lot of people have gathered around him and they say that he is the messenger of Allah, he is a Rasul. Saying that to his master, Hazrat Salman al-Farsi radiallahu ta'ala unheard that. He came down and he said to his master, the Yahudi, that can you give me more information of this man, who he is? Is he a messenger? Is he a prophet? Who is he? Is he really a Rasul? Instead of giving him information, he got a slap from the Yahudi. He said, that is none of your business. You do as you are told. Because Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was an Arab. And the Jews never liked Arab. Arabs, they expected all the prophets to be Yahudi Jews. In the night, Hazrat Salman al-Farsi said that, I just couldn't wait. When I finished up my work, straight away I had some money with me, which I had saved up. And I went to the Kuba area. Before coming to Medina al-Munawwara, Abdullah stopped at Kuba. He met Huzur alayhi salatu was salam there and some of his companions. Now put, he wanted to put the, the very first test of his teacher. And he said to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam that I have some money with me. And this money is sadaqa, charity, that I want to give you, sadaqa money. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at Hazrat Salman al-Farsi and he said that I am Muhammad Nabi, the last messenger. I don't accept sadaqa. But yes, I have got some of the fuqara companions with me, miskeen, poor people. If you wish, you can give them charity. 
And Hazrat Salman Farsi gave the companion some money that he had saved up. And he said in his heart, Alhamdulillah, when I saw the face of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, I did not have any doubt. One of the great physical features also of Hazrat Salman Farsi was that after embracing Islam, he, his face resembled the face of Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa Very, very closely. So much so that later on when he became a Muslim, mashallah, a Yahudi came to visit Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, who later on became a Muslim also. When he entered Masjid al-Nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the first Sahabi he met was Hazrat Salman farsi And when he looked at Hazrat Salman farsi radiallahu ta'ala an, he said to Salman farsi that you must be Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hazrat Salman farsi said, no, I am not Muhammad Mustafa. The face of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam is very different. And sallallahu alayhi wasallam at that time had passed away. It was a bit late, but later on, alhamdulillah, one of the garments of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam kurta was given to him. And from the fragrance that came out from his kurta, it is said that that Yahudi said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. After a few days, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam went to Madinatul Munawwara, finishing off the job from that from the Yahudi person in the evening. He again went to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam to meet him, and he had some money with him, some money that he had saved up again. He met Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, and now he said to Huzur alayhi salam, "This is hadiyah, a gift from me to you." Absalallahu alayhi wasallam looked at him. Obviously, Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam knew everything. وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُ يُوهَا Wahi would come to him. And he was the main source of guidance for the people at that time. Absalallahu alayhi wasallam accepted the money. And again, Hazrat Salman al-Farsi says, Alhamdulillah. Now from the three, two are fulfilled. But I haven't seen the seal of prophethood. That is behind Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam will always wear a chadar covering his body, entire body. This was the habit of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. And he said that later on again, a few more days had passed. And he found out that Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam is in Jannatul Baqi. He came to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and he stood behind Hazrat. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked at him and noticed that Salman is behind me trying to hide Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam turned this way and then he turned the other way and then Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam looked this way one of the miracles of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam was also that he could see absolutely exactly what he saw the vision that was in front of him, he could even see what was behind him. This is the miracle of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam Not any extra eyes, subhanallah, no. Miracle of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. He could see everything. That is why in many occasions when the companions would perform salat and they would form a substrate behind Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, there were times when Abu sallallahu alayhi wasalam would say, Allahu Akbar, 
but would not complete his takbir and say and break it and he would not say Allahu Akbar completely and turn around and would go to the companion and say right make sure the saf is straight I can see someone that he has come out a bit from the saf he could see exactly what was happening behind it subhanallah whether the Salman Farsi was there he didn't say a word Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam understood straight away Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam slowly took away his chadr and he could see the seal of Prophet La ilaha in Muhammad Rasulullah Muhammad Rasulullah and when he saw that some of the Mu'arrifin say that he started to cry and he hugged Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam from the back and kissed the seal of prophethood and kissed Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam pulled him forward and hugged him and in that majlis he testified to the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and explained to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam of everything that he had to go through in life that he was a majusi then he became a christian and he and he is still a slave and now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him guidance it is at that point ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him faqala rasulullah salman minna ahl al-bayt the salman is from us he is one member of my family subhanallah what a title that is given to him. it is said that even today if one visits the grave of Hazrat Salman al-Farsi this hadith is engraved on the stone there Salman minna ahl al-bayt Salman minna ahl al-bayt according to uh, the information we have that this hadith is still there wallahu alam like i said to you this is information that i have read of the people that who have visited that area and who have seen the cover of Hazrat Salman al-Farsi radiyallahu ta'ala but yet he was a slave and absolutely alayhi wasallam wanted to free him and this is why huzur alayhi salatu wasallam came in his life him personally absolutely alayhi wasallam paid for as many as 100 slaves absolutely alayhi wasallam hazrat salman farsi his master was a person who loved money yahudi and the conditions to free hazrat salman farsi were something close to impossible hazrat salman farsi was told to plant 300 date trees and he would not be free until they were the dates were there hanging and ripe and that would take years 300 date trees and 50 outia of gold at that time 50 outia of gold virtually impossible for anyone to come up with this sum of money ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to hazrat salman farsi by the will of allah inshallah you shall be free he said to the companions that help salman farsi bring the seeds of the date trees and help him plant it and 300 seeds were brought to hazrat salman farsi another salman farsi dug 300 different areas and he said that ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam came there and ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam just put his hands on 
300 different areas where the, where the, the seed of that date tree was planted. Just put the hands there. 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 Subhanallah. And it is said that in 12 months, the trees shot up and the dates were all ripe. Just in 12 months. In Pakistan, there was a Dudrum whose name was Hazrat uh, Marana Abdul Malik, who passed away. It is said that he had a farm and he would go early in the morning, Fajr time. He would start reading the Quran from Surah Al Fatiha. When it was Maghrib Azan, he would finish Qul A'udhu Bi Rabbin Nas And in Pakistan, when it was drought, rain would not come. It is said that he would just go and spit on the four corners of his farm and all the vegetation and the plants would get water. Just spitting on the four corners. What would happen to us if we start to spit? Huh? We know? Huh? We'd probably be arrested for trespassing, isn't it? So these were great awliyaullah, yet who can be compared with Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Just touching that area in 12 months. And when it came to the awqiyah of gold, someone gave one piece of gold to Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam. Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam put that in a bag and said that call Salman al-Farsi. Hazrat Salman al-Farsi came. And he said to Salman al-Farsi, Salman, take this to your master and say to him that this is the amount of gold that you wanted and now you are free. Hazrat Salman al-Farsi, when he picked up that bag, one small piece of gold, he says, this is never going to be enough for me. But they would do as they were told. They would do as they were told. Subhanallah. And that is what we have to do. The hukam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we cannot break. Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi had his favorite khadim, who was a slave, whose name was Ayaz. And a lot of people were jealous because of the relationship that Sultan Mahmud had with Ayaz. Ayaz was not even a, a minister, he was just a slave working for Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi. But yet Sultan Mahmud had a lot of love for Ayaz. And the ministers that were close to Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi were all very, very jealous. Why has Mahmud got so much love for this young boy who is Ayaz doing his khidmat? Until one day he wanted to prove it to the people that were there. Exactly what happens in the story of Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salam when the women of Egypt taunted Hazrat Zulekha that oh, you are an old lady and how can you be tempted by this man Yusuf who was a slave but they had not seen Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, who really Hazrat Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam, was and the beauty that Allah gave him so she put them on chest and child invited all of them and as the story goes they cut off the, the fingers with the knives subhanallah so Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi called all his ministers in front of him and the favorite diamond that was given to him was presented to Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi and the one, the, the close minister to Sultan Mahmud 
was called and, his, and Sultan Mahmud said to him that what do you think of this diamond and he says oh Sultan, oh King very very precious, priceless, valuable and Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi said to him that I want you to break this diamond crush it into pieces and the minister said no, it is better if you keep it this and that how can you, it's priceless the value of it, it's, it's, it's worth a lot of money Sultan Mahmud said, okay, put it on the side call the second minister what do you think of this diamond? again, praising the diamond Sultan Mahmud said, break this diamond and they said, no, it's better if we don't break it it's from your treasury it's worth a lot third one came, fourth one came, fifth one so, and uh, Ayaz was sitting at the end all of them refused to break that one diamond Ayaz was called and Sultan said to Ayaz what do you think of this diamond again Ayaz says the value of this diamond is great and he says Ayaz I want you to break this diamond without any hesitation Ayaz crushed it broke it and all the ministers said to him oh, oh what has Ayaz done what has happened is absolutely good now he is no longer in the good books of Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi said to him that didn't you take a lesson from these close ministers to me when I said to them break the diamond they didn't and you broke the diamond that was very valuable to me Hazrat Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi said that to him and Ayah said to him if I have broken your heart Oh my king forgive me, oh sultan forgive me But I can break this diamond But I cannot break the commandment that you give me The hukum that you give me Is more valuable than this diamond Your hukum is more valuable and Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi said to the people at that time This is why Ayaz is very very close to me It's a great lesson for us my respected brothers Sometimes we are scared of a lot of things in this dunya and we make of source. We would not make of source so much if one was to make Fajr Salat Kaza. Intentionally he misses out from praying Fajr Salat Kaza. But yet if his mobile phone was lost, for days he won't sleep. Oh. I bought it for 250 pounds, the latest one, Nokia, the one that takes pictures, Bashir I used to phone you with that all the time. And he can't sleep. He's arguing with the wife, I told you to make sure you look after the mobile phone, by Nokia phone, he father say, Rakho, Rakho, Bimine phone, Kodia. Huh? There's so much of source of something that is of dunya. But yet, something that is foreign. You miss your Fajr Salat or you miss any of uh, the obligatory acts in Islam And that is it inshallah Allah is Ghafoor Rahim Allah is the merciful one Allah will forgive And very conveniently we break the hukm and the commandment of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala So Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala picked up that one piece of gold and he says that as I was walking the path to my master going to him I noticed that that bag was getting heavy and heavy and heavy 
One piece of gold. This is the mu'ajiza of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When he got to the Yahudi, he says, I don't want to open it. What is going to come out from it? He said, this is the gold that I owe you. 300 date trees have been planted are, and are in front of you. And this is the gold that you want from me. And it was exactly 50 OPR of gold that was given to him. And that was the freedom given to Hazrat Salman al-Farsi radiyallahu ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, my respected brothers, that we make amal on what has been said. And alhamdulillah it is important for us that we understand the biography of the companions. Many books have been written that tell us uh, the brief biography of Hazrat Salman al-Farsi and other great companions. A lot of our young friends are here instead of reading comics, books, asterisks and obliques and all sorts of other things and we have also uh, a lot of women reading different different books and all that why not read Hayat al-Sahaba why not read the Shifa of Qazi Ayaz why not read the Seerah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam why not read the history of Islamic countries Alhamdulillah that way at least we will have enough information and knowledge of these companions to whom certificate of Jannah was given in this dunya. Inshallah ta'ala, Allah wills we can continue next week with Hazrat Huzaifa bin Yaman radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu ta'ala an, and the moving of the cover from one area to another area, inshallah, next week. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وسلم تسليما لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين نستغفرك ونتوب إليك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم ارحم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا رسولك العفو والعافية في الدنيا والآخرة وصلى الله تعالى لخير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الرحيم